Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How does the Biden administration miscalculate this intelligence so gravely? This is a fiasco. This is, uh, you know... A big part of life is execution or implementation, and this is just malpractice. This has just been a, a fiasco by any and every measure. This is not just about the overall idea of leaving Afghanistan. This is about leaving hastily and ineptly. Secretary Blinken, how did President Biden get this so wrong? But Joe Biden is going to be the face of the failure of the withdrawal. Friends and foes alike are calling this withdrawal a fiasco, a debacle. And it is one that apparently the administration did not fully appreciate or see coming. There's no question the White House was wrong about the length of time they had. Wrong about the strength of the Afghan military. Wrong about the reach of the Taliban. I don't believe it's all lefty media there. Yeah, I don't believe any of those were Fox. No, nope. It's been a long time. Since we've had the media on either side willing to criticize their own side that much, but this story I wonder broke if some through. of the uh, the tribalism has started to abate just a bit. That'd be nice. Um, hey Hanson, I need you to dig something up before I get to this story. He brought me the story of uh, Edith Murway, a one hundred year old powerlifting great grandma who's in the Guinness Book of World Records. But what did they not put in this story, Joe? You and I, uh, we, we, we're always criticizing this sort of journalism. How do you write a story about a 91-year-old woman setting the record for lifting weights and not include how much she lifted? Unbelievable. And it doesn't cross your mind. You know what would be an, a, a good nugget to put in the story? Because I'll bet a lot of people are going to wonder, gee, I wonder how much weight a 91-year-old woman lifts to set the world record. No. Not included in the story. So if you can look that up for me, Michael, because I think this could be could be a rough time for a lot of us males. If it turns oh, out, really? well, don't you think? If it turns you out, think this this 91-year-old woman to... lifted significantly more weight than I can lift. <laughs> yeah, I got a sore wrist, so, you know, I got that working <laughs> against me. Um, I can lift 100 pounds clear over my head. Yes, Michael? It says she lifted 150 pounds. 150 what, what what lift? The clean the and jerk. She deadlifted 150? Off the ground, yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. That's a sturdy old gal. Well, for a 91-year-old woman, yeah, it's pretty impressive. But I can do that. I, so I was just I was concerned that it was going to be more than I could do. I don't know that I could do that. I might throw out my back. Surely you could. I don't know. I haven't deadlifted in like 35 years. I have no idea. Um. So they wrote a story, Woman Sets Weightlifting Record. Mm-hmm. And they didn't mention the amount. <laughs> yes. Yes. She didn't I start just... lifting regularly until she was 91. So I guess she was just naturally strong. Or, well, of course, she just got to wait, and some of your competitors will die before the next tournament. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, it gets easier to win. I mean, the 105-year-old category class is... Uh, well, you have to pick up a coffee cup you've won. You know? Oh, jeez. What is that ageism? Anyway, back to the crisis of the day. What is the crisis of the day? Oh, yeah. 
You well, asked, we could have a situation, a nightmare situation unfolding at the Kabul airport. It's just not clear yet whether we'll have hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of hostages uh, being held by the Taliban. Yeah, there are, some people are trying to get, uh, hey, over here, we still got something going on over here, like Josh Rogan of the Washington Post, who we really like. We had him. He's usually writing about China and stuff like that. But he wrote yesterday, hey, before we get into the finger pointing, let's realize that we've got a major situation going on at the airport. That if the Taliban decides to, it's up to them. But if they decide to turn this into a hostage situation, we've got a major worldwide calamity on our hands. And that's that's just a fact. Yeah. You know, I haven't checked the headlines for a few minutes. Is anything moving? Now, the New York Times did report that we're offering the Taliban aid, international aid. If, call it what you want. It's 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 it's, it's a ransom in advance. Uh, if they let us get the people out, how do you like that? We will, the Taliban, who's going to do all the awful things? Just jeez, I heard some yesterday. You know what they are, so there's no point in me saying what they are. Did you see him leading the guys through the street with the nooses? Did you see that picture yesterday? Mm, I don't think so. Just unbelievable. Uh, for some reason. Some of the media is reporting, and in uh, Kabul, things are fairly calm, and the Taliban has not reverted to the ways that we grew accustomed to in the night. Okay, yeah, they're not in Kabul right now, but they are out in the countryside in all these other cities. They're doing all kinds of awful things. They're raping women. They're beheading people. I saw a poor dad talk about how the Taliban came in and beheaded his son because they had heard that his son had helped out the Americans with something. Drug him yeah. out of the house and cut his head off. I mean, that's what—that's who they are and what they're doing. And we're going to give them money so that they can do it better. Yeah. Yep, and solidify their control, which is what they're doing in Kabul right now. But this is realpolitik, man. What's the other What's the other option? Not get our people out? And they're still going to do that stuff anyway. Right, right. Yeah, let's get the people out as quickly as possible. But how long will that take? Have you heard any estimates? In the best of circumstances, if we, we bribe the Taliban and they say, go ahead. How long is it going to take? Well, Mike Lyons told us several weeks ago that it would take many, many weeks to get everybody out of there. They moved out 700 in the last 24 hours, which is an unbelievably low number. Because that big, giant transport plane that everybody saw the picture of yesterday, that fits 650 people in it. So the fact that they got 700 people out in uh, 24 hours is really not that assuring. New York Times reported this morning that while the airport was open and flights were flying, that a lot of those flights were empty. They roll into uh, Kabul or or, (laughs) Hamid Karzai Airport, which just seems hilarious to me. Uh, They roll into the airport looking to load people up. The Taliban got the airport blocked off, so there aren't any people to load up. So the planes fly off empty. That's according to the New York Times. Planes are flying out of there empty. Now, the Pentagon said today that they're hoping to fly between five and 9,000 people a day here soon. But from uh, it's a long, it's a zero to 60 problem. You're going awful fast here. If you're going from planes are leaving empty this morning to uh, 9,000 people a day. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. And I'm just wondering when it's going to become clear because it isn't yet. Uh, no, which I, direction this is going. It's absolutely a possibility that the Taliban is kind of playing nice in Kabul right now just until they get enough people in place around the airport. And then they just decide, okay, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Mike Lyons said that yesterday. Generals I'm seeing on MSNBC are, are saying, hey, we could, have, we could have one of the worst hostage situations in our nation's history 
occur this week. It's all up to the Taliban. There's nothing we can do to stop it. Well, and there are definitely factions within the Taliban that are saying, no, we got to push for more. I mean, we've got this incredible leverage. We're not going to let them get away for 50 million bucks or whatever. Or let's get some suicide bombers onto these planes or God knows what. Or let's let them take off and shoot a couple of them down. Who knows? This just Although in. I don't think they want the wrath of the United States, honestly, right now. This just in, the current leader of the Taliban has just arrived in Afghanistan. He was in exile. Uh, I don't remember what his name is. He's the guy that took over, all over after Mullah Omar died of natural causes, by the way, the leader of the Taliban when we went in. We never did catch him or get him. He died of natural causes in Pakistan. But the new guy just landed. Maybe they were uh, keeping the airport together until he flew in. Who knows why? Because I've heard a number of military guys say, if I'm the Taliban, I'd blow up that runway. All you got to do is go out there and blow up part of it. Planes can't come in or out. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we hold our breath and we wait and see. Listen for developments. I uh, agree with you. I I would not see the strategy of uh, getting into a situation where we decide, you know, all of a sudden there's the public will to to, to bomb the crap out of you again. What's the upside? You've yeah, won. they want to run their goat rape and hell hole of a country, and mm. as soon as we're out, good and out, they can do it. So. Yeah, you would be snatching defeat from the jaws of victory if you did that as the Taliban. Still, it's a hell of a thing to have to count on. Yep. You hate to put them in charge of your fate, but that's what we've done. Our yeah. text line, if you got any commentary, 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This morning, a petting zoo worker recovering from this horrifying alligator encounter in Utah. Here, the alligator clamping its jaws down on the unidentified handler's left hand, dragging her into the water as stunned visitors, including these young children, stand just feet from the surreal scene. The alligator thrashing around with the handler's arm between its teeth. Donnie Wiseman, a quick-acting bystander, jumping in to try to free the woman. And, despite his lack of experience, quickly wrestling the gator, pinning it down as things come to a brief standstill. took everybody a second to realize what was going on. And I seen it happen. I was like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? The handler still trapped, giving instructions as a second good Samaritan, Todd Christopher, offers support. Finally, the handler able to escape as Donnie continues to struggle with the gator until it's safe to flee. I was just thinking to myself, once she was free, that I need to be out safely. I'm aware of what this thing can do. I just seen it firsthand. I was waiting for him to start sh- stop shaking me. And then when I felt comfortable, I was thinking to myself, like, hey, you can't slip. You can't slip. I'm sorry, did they say he was experienced at freeing women's arms from gators or was not? <laughs> I like the... Uh, another passerby offered support. I'd offer support, too. Good job, Donnie! Keep Stay wrestling. away from the teeth. Keep wrestling that alligator, Donnie. I'm offering you support over here. Watch for his mouth. I'm on your side. <laughs> Unequivocally. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. So, do you think that was a, a, a wise decision or not? Very nice thing to do. You got a woman there, although she's a trained alligator professional. I don't know if I jump into the water. 
as an amateur, just thinking, I don't have any idea what I don't have any idea what to do. She's a trained professional. Well, you're no Donnie Wiseman, are you? No, but Yellow. I would have. I would That's have offered. You are. I'd have been like the other guy and offered support. <laughs> Get that thing! And I've seen I've it seen... happen. I was oh. like, "Oh my god!" Here's the video. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Oh geez, I'm watching the video. Oh my oh, gosh! Chilling. Oh my gosh! The alligator pulls her clear into the water. She looks like she's got it under control, but then it just starts rolling her. And dudes reaches in there, and uh, now he's jumped completely into the tank, and he's on top of that alligator. Good for you, man. Good for you. Welcome she's, to live play-by-play of the she, alligator she, attack. She's yell, She's got her hand stuck in the mouth of the alligator and it's clamped down, but she's yelling instructions to him of what to do. Wow. And it's shallow water, which uh, I wasn't I wasn't picturing, so okay. God, what an awful situation. Yeah. By yeah, the way, gosh. if you've never seen Nate Bartgatze, one of my favorite stand-up comedians on Netflix, tell his story about going to a roadside alligator uh, display when the alligators get out. You've got to you've got to hear him tell that. It is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Wow. Wow. That's that's not a small gator either. Chew okay, so right off. It, that's the guy offering support. So now we now have the video. We got the guy, the, the we got the poor woman who handles the alligators. She's been attacked. She's got her hand in the mouth of the alligator. You got the brave guy who jumped on the alligator. You've got the other guy offering support. He's just kind of leaning on the tank. Yep. Yep. That's what you want to do. You want to try to open its mouth. <laughs> oh right, my right. God. You're doing good. You're doing. Watch its tail. There you go. Good job. Oh, man. The death spiral. I'm watching it again. Yeah. Jimmy, that girl. He just steps in. That's a brave man right yeah, there. That is. is a brave man. Yeah, it is. That girl. Um. She didn't look panicked or anything like that. She looked like she had it under control, but when that alligator started to spin her, that's when the guy jumped in. Well, right, and that's why he's laying on it and grabbing its yeah. limbs and everything. The thing's not going to probably rip her arm off, but it'll try to spin her and drown her. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, note to self, don't get attacked by alligator. God, this dude is sitting on top of the alligator holding its mouth shut as it flails around away in the water. It's bigger than he is. It's oh, yeah. crazy. We have the yeah. video at armstrongandgetty.com, armstrongandgetty.com. Again, I'm the guy offering support. You get him, Donnie! <laughs> Your support means a great deal to me, by the way. Kick his ass, Sir. Donnie! <clears throat> wow. Go, human! Wow. That's wow. an, That would be a caveman death right there. Wow. Now, once they get him. the gal away from him, now oh, he's, got, he's got the tiger by the tail. He's got the alligator yeah. by its belly. All right, now what? Does somebody does the alligator tap out now? Is that what happens? Does the ref separate us? I'll be back. I got to go to the hospital and get this <laughs> stitched up. You just you hold on to that alligator. I'll be back in a little bit. You get him, Donnie. <laughs> Thanks again. <laughs> Thanks for the support. Gee, Well, you know, it's funny. Positive Sean used to talk about this because now he's got the alligator's mouth clamped shut. Yeah. Because their their muscles to open her mouth aren't that strong. We all know that. Yeah. Oh, and now he now he flees. Oh, he just waits for the right moment, and then just dives out of the tank. Good man, way to go, Donnie. He's <laughs> a damn hero until tomorrow at ten a.m. <laughs> when somebody saying? points out. That 14 years ago, he tweeted something rude about Peruvians. No, he made a trans joke a week ago on a Facebook post, and that'll be the end of him. 
a week ago. Seriously, if he said something rude about gay people in high school, he'll probably lose his job. Oh, that's a decent point. Lose his job. Yep. If the uh, if the internet community decided to mobilize, yep, absolutely would. I wonder if they'd hire him at the uh, the alligator show. Probably not. Can't have a racist or homophobe on staff. Oh, heck no. Canceled. Donnie, canceled. I don't support you now, Donnie. Canceled. Didn't know you were a homophobe. <laughs> I'd have rooted wow. for the alligator if I'd have known it. Wow. Wow. These are brutal times. Speaking of brutal times, um, we have a, a compilation of tapes of various people assuring us that things were going swimmingly in Afghanistan for years and years and years. Uh, plus a little more reaction to the, the awful Biden speech of yesterday. The, the getting out of Afghanistan is not necessarily a bad thing. A lot of folks are in favor of, of it. But the way it was done, the just utter swing and a miss on the intelligence and the strength of the government and the army and all, it was just hapless and embarrassing and, and perhaps deadly. We hope not. Yeah, how this is going to play out, I have no idea. Um, well, I'm sorry. Of course it's deadly. It's going to be deadly to a bunch of Afghan people. I hope it's not deadly to U.S. troops and, and civilian personnel and, and those who helped us. Uh, so we'll, we'll bring you the absolute latest on that. Um, we have the alligator video posted. It is worth a watch at armstrongandgetty.com. Donnie for president. Get rid of Biden. He has no idea what he's doing. Until you start looking at Donnie's uh, Twitter page, realize he's probably a transphobic uh, something or other. R- racist. Exactly. Canceled. No. Nice job wrestling the alligator, but you're canceled. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Former Secretary of Defense under Obama, Leon Panetta, was just on uh, MSNBC and said, I really wish that the president hadn't tried to lay the blame on people for what has happened in Afghanistan, because frankly, there's a lot of blame to go around for everybody. I always liked Leon Panetta. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's what, a, a fairly even handed thing. But to what, say, what's, yep. what's the point of trust when you've got four presidents, both parties, 20 years? What's the point of trying to. Blame somebody for the way this happened, especially when it's so clearly you are the one making the call right now. It's mm-hmm. just that's so weak. Really, really weak. Uh, different topic. British Parliament is coming back from its summer recess to discuss Afghanistan. The U.S. House returns next week for their previously scheduled vote on the budget. Senate does not come back till mid-September. They do not seem to see it as a big enough crisis to interrupt their vacations. The British Parliament does. That's interesting. And yesterday, our embassy put out a tweet. Alert! We are assisting U.S. citizens with departure from hashtag Afghanistan. Please do not come to the airport until you're notified by the embassy. If you would like to register for assistance to depart, follow the link. Anybody... Who would do that? Wow. At that point, especially at that, ever, really, ever. But especially at that point, you're in Kabul, you're watching it fall apart. Everything you've heard from every government official has turned out to be either wrong or an obvious lie. But you're going to look at their tweet says, do not 
come to the airport. If you'd like to register for the opportunity to leave the country, click on the link below. Wow. <sighs> Takes some real cojones to put out that tweet. Uh, that if the Taliban just... hears there's an American in this building, I'm dead. I can't even believe whoever wrote that tweet. I mean, what what the heck? Man, Some people it's... believe in bureaucracy. They just believe mm-hmm. in those kind of things. Paperwork and rules and all that crap. They just believe it. To clear to the end, apparently clear to the, to the end where they're cutting off your head, you're supposed to stick with the bureaucracy. Right. Yeah, well said. Well said. So speaking of statements of questionable veracity, we've compiled for you a handful of clips you might enjoy in kind of a bitter way. Uh, these are various generals, our generals, from 08, 2011, and 2016, explaining how well things are going. Clip 70. The truth is, is that I, I, I feel like, you know, we're making some steady progress. It's a slow win, I guess, is probably uh, what we're accomplishing right on over here. We have not won. We have not completed this mission. But I do believe we are in the process of making significant progress here. We have seen definitive growth and progress in a couple of areas. You know, you have to have that spirit when you're taking on a difficult mission. I don't fault the generals for positive spin, really. I fault the civilian leadership for not getting to the bottom and getting the truth. Well, I would like to ask uh, McMaster... Um, Because he wrote a book that's fairly famous about Vietnam. Uh, And I think we talked to him about it once. But anyway, about how that all went down. How people at the bottom weren't telling their bosses the truth. Who weren't telling their bosses the truth all the way up. So the people at the top didn't really have the best information to make decisions with. Because everybody was telling people what they wanted to hear all the way up. It clearly happened here. It's pretty well documented for 20 years in Afghanistan. Is there any way to avoid that? Is there any way to avoid that? I think you work as hard as you can to install systems where the people on the bottom are heard way up the chain and not through multiple steps of sunshine blowing and spin from mid-level people who just want to get a good report and don't want to get yelled at. Right. Yeah. Uh, Here's our Secretary of State, a Blinken, 71. One, we're not withdrawing. We're staying. Uh, The embassy is staying. Our programs are staying. And uh, whatever happens in Afghanistan, if there is a significant deterioration uh, in security, um, that could well happen. We've discussed this uh, before. Um, I don't think it's going to be something that happens from a Friday to a Monday. Uh, So I wouldn't um, necessarily equate the departure of our forces uh, in July, August, or by early September with some kind of immediate uh, deterioration. Hmm. There's been some talk of... um... So one of the problems with getting out of Afghanistan is we don't we no longer have eyes and ears on the ground to know what's going on. Well, we've had eyes and ears on the ground for a while, and they didn't see this coming. That the it, it's not going to happen from a Friday Friday to a Monday. That's exactly what happened. It happened from a Friday to a Monday, and our yeah. best intelligence agencies didn't see it at all. Yeah. So I want to squeeze this in. We played it very early in the show, but I wanted y'all to hear it. Uh, this is, well, I think Brian Williams actually, and yeah, we're actually going to play some Brian Williams here, partly because he gets, uh, you know, he gets a talking to. Uh, fire wait. Let's just play 75, Michael, literal. Though I'm curious to hear your reaction of this consequential speech by the American I'm sorry, president. Sorry, can you pause it? 
deposit. He's talking to uh, Matt Zeller, who's part of an organization called No One Left Behind. Go ahead. Though I'm curious to hear your reaction of this consequential speech by the American president. Didn't run from it. He owned it. He owned his decision. He owned the fact that, as he put it, the buck stops with him. I hope he gets to own their deaths, too. I, I don't I feel like I watched a different speech than the rest of you guys. I was appalled. There was such a profound, bold faced lie in that speech. The idea that we plan for every contingency. I have been personally trying to tell this administration since it took office. I've been trying to tell our government for years that this was coming. We sent them plan after plan on how to evacuate these people. Nobody listened to us. They didn't plan for the evacuation of our Afghan wartime allies. They're trying to conduct it now at the 11th hour. The thing that they were most concerned about was the optics of a chaotic evacuation. Well, they got exactly what they were most concerned of by failing to do what was right when we could have done it. We had all the people and equipment in place to be able to save these people months ago, and we did nothing. I'm appalled that he thinks we only need to take 2,000 people. There's 86,000 people who are currently left behind in Afghanistan alone. We've identified all of them for the government. I have no idea why they, 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 he claims that people don't want to leave Afghanistan. I have a list of 14,000 names right now of people who want to get out of Afghanistan. And the idea that the Afghan military should be blamed for this, do you know how many casualties the Afghan military took in an average year? More than the United States did in 20. When you're not getting paid on a regular basis, when you're not getting fuel, when no one is supplying you with ammunition, and yet you're still showing up to the fight, how dare us for having to blame these people for not having the audacity to be able to survive a Taliban onslaught? No, no, no. What we need to be doing right now, and what I am appalled that the president didn't say, was we need to be talking about how we're going to get every single one of these people out. Because let's be abundantly clear. People like me looked these people in the eye and made them a promise. We promised them that in their time of need, we would take care of them. How do you ever expect anyone to ever trust us again if we don't do that now while we can? And I'm sick and tired of trying to defer the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan on what we're going to do. We're the United States of America. They're terrified of us. I have... Afghans on the ground right now who are telling me they're going door to door in Kabul and they're making lists of people who used to work with us. They're telling them with smiles on their face, evil smiles, that they're going to be back from them once we leave. So we either take them now or these people are going to die. I've been trying to tell anyone who will listen. This is a never again moment in the making. This is an administration that seems to be a profound champion of human champion and defender of human rights. Well, sometimes human rights have to be defended at the barrel end of a gun. The Taliban are a modern version of the Nazis. And if this was Dresden, do you think British, or sorry, not Dresden, if this was Dunkirk, do you think British, um, you know, yachting pilots, the British captains that were sailing their boats heroically in Dunkirk, do you think they were asking on the beaches if the people they were picking up were Brits or French? Or do you think they were just trying to get people away from the Nazis? Every Afghan we leave behind is going to be left behind to a horrible existence. And if we don't take them now while we can, that is as much on us as it is on the Taliban who will hang or behead them. Well, that was impassioned. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. You know, the uh, the narrative that the Afghans didn't fight. We're not going to fight if they're not going to fight. Um, the fact is we removed their their mechanics, their air support, 
uh, their spare parts and the rest of it. And the only thing that was really keeping them going against the Taliban was was air support. And and when that disappeared, they make made the calculation: uh, we'll get slaughtered. We don't we don't we don't have it. So we're laying down our arms. Um, I, you can't demand somebody get slaughtered. You can demand they fight as long as they have a chance, but not that they just walk into a buzzsaw. Someday, I don't know when, might be a while before we find out the truth, but the negotiations we're making with the Taliban right now so that we can get people out. So Richard Engel, NBC News, is reporting that uh, full planes are now leaving the airport again. There are a lot of U.S. citizens that aren't in the airport area. They're still out in Kabul somewhere. So the Taliban really has to allow them to get to the airport. I mean... There's no way we can go out and do that. So what are we offering them? How much money are we offering them? Combination of money and threats, I suppose. Uh, that's pretty interesting. Josh Rogan, Washington Post, said, State Department and DOD have two options. Negotiate safe passage for American citizens with the Taliban, if possible, or send the military into the city to bring the Americans back to the airport, which would be a full-on you know, street battle. So those are the only two options. We'll see how it turns out. I think we're going to offer them enough cash, which may be the smart thing to do. I don't know. Um, Mikhail Gorbachev has commented on this situation. Uh, here's your headline. Mikhail Gorbachev is alive. We'll tell you what he said coming up. Uh, this from uh, one of my favorite follows on, follows on Twitter is Disclose.tv. I don't really know what they are, but they just tweeted out. Unlike Biden yesterday, the new Taliban spokesman Mujahid took a lot of questions after his speech. Oof. Oof, indeed. He's taking questions. And I'll, I mentioned this earlier, and I'll bring this to you and be done. Zarifa Ghaffari, Afghanistan's youngest and first female mayor, told iNews that she now uh, expects to die. The lives of her family members uh, and her. I'm sitting here waiting for them to come. There's no one to help me or my family. I'm just sitting with them and my husband, and they'll come for people in, like me and kill me. I can't leave my family in any way. Where would I go? Wow. So she's just hanging out, waiting until they get there. Yikes. What would you do? I mean, you could try to go, but they're going to find you. Maybe do the job myself. Yeah. Well, we heard that story yesterday that families are doing suicide packs, you know, moms, dads, and their kids. Yeah, that's the better option than the Taliban doing it. I'll be quick about it. That is gruesome. Anyway, uh, some of that stuff. Joe mentioned the fact that Mikhail Gorbachev is still alive, among other things. Coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're on the side called Zero Gravity at the York Fair. Okay, we're lifting up. Oh, let's go. Oh, 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 I see you that right. Oh, oh, okay, hold on, I'm it. Hold on, I'm trying to make a TikTok. Oh, I'm trying to make a TikTok. Hold on, my kidney. My kidney. Oh, oh, my other chin. Okay, what the heck was that, Michael? There's a woman uh, at a New York State uh, Fair trying to make a TikTok video on a zero-gravity ride. What was her age? One of those that whisk you up and then just drop you? 
Yeah, I think so. That's the big thing now, people making TikTok videos of anything. Sure. You know? She had a lovely voice. My kidney! My kidney! I'm trying to make a TikTok. I'm trying to make a TikTok. Like a bird. (laughs) Just beautiful. (laughs) Like a nightingale. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to make a TikTok. (laughs) Did she say my other chin? I think so. At she, one point, I think she had her. This is gonna make me go viral on TikTok. Lines ready to go, and she was in her mind, but she was trying to get them out whilst <laughs> she was falling. My kidney, my other chin. Jeez, nice. Yo, so, Mikhail, hey, be, being <laughs> minorly famous is not as exciting as you think it is. It's, oh, no. it's, it's, a, it's not going to bring you all the wonders that you're expecting. All right. Yeah. Next week, you're just you again. <laughs> So Mikhail Gorbachev, who's apparently still alive, uh, spoke out about uh, the NATO deployment to Afghanistan. He, as you may recall, oversaw the withdrawal of Soviet forces from Afghanistan in 1989. Oh, wow. After Moscow's failed and and bloody decade-long campaign there. We were there twice as long as the uh, Russians and significantly longer than the Brits. So the whole graveyard of empires, we uh, we gave it the longest go of anybody. The Soviet-backed authorities in Afghanistan survived for three years after the withdrawal by Moscow of its main forces, but never recovered from their decision to cut aid after the Soviet collapse in 1992. Anyway, uh, Gorbachev said they, the United States and NATO, should have admitted failure earlier. The important thing now is to draw the lessons from what happened, make sure the mistakes are not repeated. Uh, like many other similar projects, at its heart lay the exaggeration of a threat and poorly defined geopolitical ideas. To that ratted, unrealistic attempts to democratize a society made up of many tribes. Oh, uh, and I forgot. Uh, so you got uh, the Russians, the Soviets. They went into Afghanistan, failed. The Brits were there and failed in the 1800s. And uh, Alexander the Great took a go at it and didn't work out either. Tough land, tough people. And what's the point? And what's the point? You get there and think, what are we doing here? Yeah, I know, trying to prevent uh, terrorism, Al-Qaeda, etc. Oh, man, I, that's right. The, uh, Biden said something in his speech about, uh, we'll have to make sure Al-Qaeda doesn't reappear. Yep. And I actually yelled at my radio. I was in the car. I said, it's Al-Qaeda's there. They're fighting side by side with the Taliban, and everybody knows it. What are you talking about? I don't know. Who wants final thoughts? Who wants final thoughts? Go have some final thoughts. Hooray! (laughs) Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Appreciate the effort, yeah. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, pressing buttons, keeping us on the air, bringing us amusing TikTok videos. It's Michelangelo. Michael, final thought? Yeah, you know, it was very interesting to see the uh, left-wing news shows and uh, late-night shows ripping Biden the way they did, and I'm just curious if this is going to continue uh yeah yeah we'll see uh young alex our producer is on hand for final thoughts alex final yeah, thought yeah tim tebow was trying to make a comeback into the nfl he looked as awkward as a baby foal out there on the field and was i saw that cut by the jaguars i look forward to his impending start in nascar soon i saw that when him kind of rolling around in the middle of the field what was going on there did not look mm. good no Mm. Jack, final thought for us? You know who Don McLean is? He sang the smash hit American Pie like 50 years ago. He just got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. 
uh, today, and he kissed his girlfriend for photographers. He's 75. She's 27. What are you doing? What? Either one of you. What are either one of you doing? His levy of decency is dry. (laughs) Please. (laughs) My my final thought is, if an alligator's ever got my wife by the arm, I'm grabbing the legs and preventing the death spiral. That's the key. Don't let it spin. Hold on tight. Then pray somebody comes along with the instruction manual for what you do next. Drove my Chevy to the levee in the left lane with my blinker on the whole time. That's what I did. <laughs> but maybe I should have my 27-year-old girlfriend. What? Again, what are either one of you doing? Both of them. <laughs> I want str- an answer. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have hot links for you, all the articles and videos. you seen the alligator, uh, the guy fighting the alligator. you got to check it out, armstrongandgetty.com. Get yourself some swag. Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. That is a pretty good video, that alligator video. As far as alligator videos. courageous video, man, yeah. Yep. Uh, see you tomorrow. God bless America. I'm strong and getty. Well, let me apologize in advance for any mean, ugly, accurate things I'm about to say. I am president of the United States of America, and the buck stops with me. Remember, uh, this is not Saigon. Are you sure of that, dude? We are led by buffoons. Get out of here, you moron! So, let's go out with a bang. Would I rather be in Washington or in Beijing? Are you shitting me? Of course I'd rather be in the United States, right? On that high note, thank you all very much. <laughs> <laughs> 